Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bravo Tea with the Stay-at-Home Mom. I'm Erica, and I'm ready to talk all things Bravo. Welcome back, everyone. I hope everyone had a great Christmas. I know we did. We hosted Christmas Day, and it was exhausting but fun. I love to do it. We have two little ones, so waking up for Santa was exciting, and our house is just like a bomb went off with all their new toys. Um, I'm kind of ready to undecorate. I'm like, all right, I'm over it. Let's get everything put away and have our house be like organized again. But I have to do my recap from Beverly Hills and Southern Charm from last week. But the good news is we don't have episodes this week. I mean, that's not good news, but good news for me that my recap isn't too late. Um, I thought Beverly Hills was a good one and Southern Charm. I just think they're really doing a good job this season of keeping us entertained and always leaving us on a cliffhanger. There's a lot of to be continued and I kind of like that though because then it's like a nice suspense. Um, But in Beverly Hills we start off with uh, Crystal just doing a little backyard thing for like a minute with her daughter and then Erica Jane is doing a photo shoot for like some promo for the Vegas residency that she's going to get ready to promote. But one of the funniest parts of the episode was Sutton goes on a date with this guy named Sal from the matchmaker that she met with. And um, at first he seemed like, okay, very talkative, um, but that's okay. And then it got a little weird though. And he was talking about like going to Vegas with his mom for his 50th birthday That was weird. Um, Like, do you have any friends that you could go with? I don't know why it had to just be with your mom. And then I think it was just the two of them. And you could tell Sutton was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just make up an excuse to leave. Because in her confessional, she said, you know, when my kids are little, I could have done the old phone call trick. I'm like, I need to go home or I need, I have a hangnail I need to tend to, but... Um, I feel like in that movie with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn, the breakup, she has her friend call her when she's on that awkward date. And she's like, oh my gosh, where are you? Oh, I'm coming right now. She's like, my friend fell. I need to leave. So Sutton should have told Garcelle, like, if the date goes bad, I'm going to text you and you got to call me so I could leave. But yeah, he's talking about they were in Vegas together and that, and then they went to some topless show, like weird, weirdo. Okay. But then it goes to a little more fun thing that I'd rather do than that terrible date with that guy, Sal. Anne-Marie and Dorit come over to Kyle's house. Now, this is what I would like. This little quaint, like, happy hours, but they have a huge spread. Again, like I said, these women never eat the food. I'd be there eating it all. A giant charcuterie on her little bar. I just love that little bar at her house. It's just so cute. Um... And Dorit is just feeling like she doesn't know anything with Kyle. So Kyle is like, yeah, I'm doing like an hour short, like little drama series of something. And Dorit's like, hi, um, I'm your friend. Why do I not know any of this stuff? And then they were talking about the little K tattoo that she just put on Morgan Wade's body. And Dorit's like, you have been friends with her for like a year. And Kyle's like, um, it's more like two years, but yeah. But, I mean, Dorit has a point. It's like, you guys are so close so fast. 
And then Dorita is saying in her confessional, like, I used to be going away with Kyle on her trips or trips with us planned together. And she's like, now I'm not doing any of this stuff. And she's definitely feeling replaced. And I feel bad. And I'm wondering if Kyle said in her confessional, she's not including Dorita as much because at the reunion when she made like the comment with her and Kathy fighting, she was upset. But I also feel like it's more like she feels like she can't hang out with her because they also used to do a lot of couple things. And now that her and Maurizio are going through this rough patch, she would feel awkward hanging out with like Dorit and PK or maybe just awkward in general to hang out with Dorit because they used to double date and do all that stuff together. But um, then we have another little meetup. It's Garcelle and Erica and Sutton. And I don't know about you guys, but when I hear Sutton talk more and more, I'm like, you did not have this thick of an accent when you first started the show. It's just kind of weird. Like, she just talks so heavily with the accent. And I, I don't know if she's playing it up for the show or I've just never noticed it, but I swear it was not that heavy before. But they talk about Denise and her being so upset with Erica at Kyle's dinner. And they had, Garcelle and Sutton had met with Denise like a little while before this little get together and were telling Erica well, you know, she was upset because of that threesome comment. Because Denise still didn't even tell Erica to her face. That's why she's upset. I still think that's crazy. But Erica is confused about Denise being upset. Because she's like, did you know that you could get a bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans for $7? <laughs> so their little dinner looked fun. I feel like they had a good time. That would have been a fun dinner to be at. And then they were telling her that she's coming to Taco Tuesday so they'll get to sort it all out. And Erica's like, I do not feel like sorting it out. And then Sutton said she's scared because Lent is over on Friday because Erica gave up fighting for Lent. And Taco Tuesday is going to be after Lent is over. So Sutton's like, I'm scared because she's going to unleash it. Um, and then we see Sutton getting ready for Taco Tuesday. She actually looks up Denise Richards only fans and it's all blurred out, of course, but her hair people were like, you know, for just the price of a cup of coffee, we could see Denise Richards bear it all. And that is weird. So like, I need to know why is it only $7 to like see Denise Richards? She's famous. Um, I get it. Like, Everyone and their mom probably would pay $7 because it's cheap. So she's going to make the money by getting you with the $7. And then I bet it's like, if you want to see more, give me $1,000 or something. But still, I'm like, wait, you're Denise Richards. This is like so crazy. It's that low. Even Garcelle said in her confessional, I mean, at least $10. I mean, double digits at least, which I agree. But um, that was pretty funny. And then um, Garcelle car comes to pick up Denise because they ride together and Denise looked way better than she did at Kyle's dinner she kind of was giving me like a 90s Pam Anderson vibe I feel like when Pam Pamela Anderson was with Tommy Lee she kind of looked like how Denise Richards was with like the leather and the up like curly little updo with the blonde hair so she looked great I mean Denise Richards is 
so attractive, but she just looked a mess at Kyle's dinner. So at least she's getting a redemption dinner. <laughs> and then Dorit and Kyle are riding together. And she says, like expresses Dorit does, that she just feels like she's an afterthought. And does she need to tattoo her initial on Kyle so that they can be close again? And, um, oh, that's when Kyle said in her confessional that she just hasn't reached out to Dorit in a while because of the reunion and all the stuff with Kathy. And then she's saying that people just don't get her and Morgan's friendship. And Dorit said it's because they're morphing into each other, which I agree. I mean, Kyle's getting all these tattoos all of a sudden. She's not drinking. She's working out. And these are all things that Morgan does. She's been sober for six years. She has tons of tattoos and she likes to work out. And I agree. It's just a lot of change. And Dorit's probably feels hurt because she really didn't do anything. She just like said a couple comments at the reunion, but nothing crazy. So she's definitely feeling left out and sad that she's feeling replaced. Um, but then everyone's arriving at Crystal's house for the Taco Tuesday. I need her housekeeper because, you know, she's preparing all this food and she cleans up and she's a bartender. Crystal's a good entertainer, so I'll give her that. She's not my favorite one on the show, but at least she looks like she always puts out a nice spread. Um, we're getting some of her friends, too, at the Taco Tuesday dinner. One is married to Bill Burr. And you could tell she, like, wishes she was on the show because she was, like, chiming in a lot. And I'm kind of like, sometimes it's fun for them to bring, like, friends on. But also I'm like, mm, no, are you just, like, on because you, like, want to meet these people? Or, like, it's kind of kind of random, too. And then Dorit was like, I forget how many friends that uh, Crystal has because minus the 14. Because that whole article that came out that she lost, like, all these friends. So... It is funny. She does have kind of like a lot of friends there. Um, and then Denise is telling Dorit that she had a fever after Kyle's party of like over 100 degrees. And Dorit in her confessional is like, mm, nice try. Like, duh. I don't know. Like, I read that, she, which what I thought she took cold medicine, and then I bet she did drink before she got there, so she probably, like, she said she had Sudafed, so maybe it, like, just all combined, and maybe she didn't really have anything to eat, but I don't know. <laughs> and then one of Crystal's friends is like, oh, I heard about the Vegas trip and, and Magic Mike, so Dorit and Kyle were like, oh, yeah, please do bring that up later and ask about all that, and, um, then Sutton does walk in, and I don't know what she's dressed to go to, but, like, even though they're in um, California and it's not as cold as our winter, it still does get a little cold. Like, uh, when I was there, the one time I've been, it was January, and during the day was fine, but at night, it's definitely, like, pants and, like, a light jacket. And to them, you got to remember, like, their cold is just cold to them because they're used to just warm all the time. So it's extra cold for them. So they're all dressed like normal and to be outside. And something's coming in like a sundress. And everyone's like, um, what did you dress for? Kyle said, looking like little Bo Peep. <laughs> it's funny. But at least it was better than what Kim Richards arrived in. She looked like a cross between 
Stevie Nicks and Steven Tyler. I mean, she had, like, leather pants on with, like, all these belts and scarves, which is, like, totally like a Steven Tyler type thing. He's the singer of Aerosmith, if, if people don't know that. And Stevie Nicks dresses like that, too, I feel like. So that was kind of funny. Um, and then Erica was just talking um, to Garcelle about how they had a fun time. And Dorit was standing there. She's like, yeah, we all went out the other night. And it was just like a fun time with Sutton. And then she's like, and Sutton made out with her driver. Because she told them that at their little dinner. And then Sutton came over and was just talking about it. And I think Dorit was taken aback because it's like, okay, you're flipping out at the Magic Mike show. But now you're making out with, like, your driver. But apparently this is her driver all the time, so they know each other. It wasn't, like, a stranger. But still, Sutton is so weird. She's so hypocritical. She does such random things. And then it's like if she doesn't like the situation she's in, she, like, throws a tantrum. So then um, to bring back up Kim's weird outfit, she has like a scarf on. And Kyle is like, what is in your scarf? And something's like peeking out. And it's like a little tissue. And she's like, oh, you know, I keep that in there just in case like I need it. And Kyle's like, what else is in there? Like snacks, like a kitten. Like she's like the magician with like the hat that you could keep pulling everything out of. So I guess everything's in the scarf. She's like a little old lady. I feel like old ladies put, like, little tissues, like, in their, like, sleeve, like, up their sweater sleeve. So, Kim has it in her scarf. That, that's good. Come in handy. And then Dorit is whispering to Garcelle, and she says she feels like Crystal just drums up drama. She's like, she's either talking about you behind your back, or when she does talk, she wants to stir the pot. Which is kind of true. Like, she kind of, like doesn't really talk much and it's just for that so sometimes I don't like that because it's like you're just talking for show purposes like instead just talk be normal um and then Sutton starts talking about her horse and she said she talks to him and they understand each other and then of course there goes Kim she says she's talks to her animals too and she understands them but I totally believe Kim would be like Dr. Doolittle like I don't know about Sutton but I think Kim would <laughs> And then Crystal's friends, well, one friend in particular, I think her name was Mia, the one that's married to Bill Burr, asked Sutton what happened at Magic Mike. And kind of so annoying. It's like, I feel like if you're a guest and you're not on the Housewives, you could get involved once the conversation starts going. But it's weird she brought up the conversation. It's like, you're not on the show. But Dorit and Kyle did say, oh, you should bring it up. So... Sutton was just saying that she didn't like the legs spread with Erica's head. And um, Garcelle's like, oh, we're getting the story. And Dorit's like, we're getting the story. And um, Sutton gets very defensive about it. And then Sutton's like, how did you even know about the story? So then she gets defensive to Crystal's friend that brought it up. And then Dorit's like, I mean, you did bring a bunch of ones and you wore the pants. And you're kissing your driver. And then Garcelle's like, you know what? That's not fair that you brought up the the comment about the driver because I feel like you're using it against her. Whereas when we were talking about it at dinner, it was just like funny. So then Sutton has a moment with Dorit that is kind of like the Kyle moment. 
Name them. That what? Name them. Well, name what you em. did was ridiculous. Name them. Uh, not having name. Uh, but instead of saying name them, she says, why did you bring it up? Why did you bring it up? Why did you bring it up? And it's so annoying. I feel like she does that to deflect from the person actually answering because she knows when the person answers that they're going to be right. So because it's not like Dorit's at a loss for words. She's trying to talk and she's just cutting her off with saying, name them, name them. Or I mean, I'm sorry. Why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? <laughs> I said name them because it just reminded me so much of that. And then Kyle is in the kitchen and she heard her say, Why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? And Kyle's like, in the confessional, is this deja vu? And then it pans to the name thing. But Dorit is like, if you if you let me talk, like, I can say it. And she's like, in the confessional, she says, you just talked about your prude-like behavior and how that's not you. But now you're, like, making out with a driver. And Dorit, I think thinks it's a stranger so that's why she's taken aback but Sutton's like he's my friend and we've gotten to know each other and if we shared like a make out it's not a big deal but it is kind of weird it's like okay so then he's just gonna go back to being your driver tomorrow it is weird um but then Garcelle and Dorit it kind of spins on to them and they start fighting and Garcelle says to Dorit I just can't with your privilege now I didn't really like that she said that because I don't think Dorit said or did anything mean. And it, I think she used the word attack. If, if she used a word that she was offended by, I mean, I understand just say that. But Dorit was not being mean or racist or anything. And Erica said it means different things because you're white and she's black. And then Dorit's apologizing to her and she said she would love to talk to her about it. And Garcelle's like, no, I'm, I'm good. And I don't like that. It's like, if you're going to tell her, I think it's kind of offensive what she said to Dorit, to be honest, um, about privilege. Because I think they're all privileged women, putting race and all that aside. And I don't think any of them are racist at all on the show I think they're very accepting of each other and of things I mean because out in California they everything is a little different so I think they're all very aware and accepting and I just didn't really like that and then she's like not gonna kind of explain to Dorit or let Dorit explain and I feel like she just always has a problem with Dorit so Dorit could kind of say nothing right to Garcelle sometimes and then Denise was like, well, apparently the joke didn't land. <laughs> and then Dorit's like, well, I would like to know. <clears throat> or Crystal came in and said, can I be caught up on everything? And Dorit's like, yeah, I'd like to know about you talking about the vodka in the coffee comment. And then Crystal's totally stumbling on her words, which is annoying. And Sutton is obviously triggered by it and is offended. And she's just so full of herself when she starts going on her tangent. She's like, I don't have a problem. And you know what? I'm up here and you guys are back there. And I could never get to where I am if I wasn't doing everything I could that none of you are. Like that. that's kind of like the gist of what she was saying. I forget exactly what she was saying, but that's like how she was talking. And then Kyle was like sitting kind of behind her and she's making faces because it's like, she's basically saying like, 
I'm up here, you guys are down here, and I'm better than all of you, and I work harder than all of you. It's like, first of all, like I said in the previous episode, I think you have your store because of your spousal support you get, which is fine. I mean, you're using it instead of just sitting around, but don't act like you don't get help, and don't act like then you're better than everyone when some of those women in that room are just workers, like Garcelle. She doesn't get spousal support. She was the breadwinning spouse. Like for all I know, she has to give her ex-husband spousal support. So I don't understand what Sutton was getting at with that, but I just don't like Sutton. She is either so full of herself like that or being a hypocrite. It's very annoying. She just rubs me the wrong way. And, and no one liked those comments she was making about she's going places and everyone else isn't. And then Dorit said, well, Denise, did you talk to Erica about your issues? And Erica was like, no, you little pot stir, and I don't want to. And then Denise is telling Dorit to bring it down a notch. But the only thing I feel like Denise doesn't get and why she didn't like maybe being on the show is because this is her job. Like they need to bring stuff up that is uncomfortable but Dorit's like, all right, well, I'm going to leave. Haven't seen PK. Haven't seen Bubblish all week. I'm going to go. My work here is done. I've drummed up the drama. I'm going to leave. Um, but then she missed the best conversation because Denise and Erica did finally start talking. And Denise said she was offended that Erica made it seem like her 14-year-old daughter had had a threesome. And Erica was like, I did not say she had a threesome. I was just saying that you made a big deal about me saying the word threesome at a whole nother table and then maybe overhearing it when they've definitely heard that word and or have had one. Like, she definitely more meant had heard the word, though. And then they, Denise is like, well, I don't care about other kids. Those are my kids. And then she's like, well, your oldest daughter is on OnlyFans. Woo! Lent is over. She's unleashing. And then she's like, how are you going to go there? And she's like, you came into Kyle's house, totally belligerent, calling me a bitch, poking at me. You think I'm not going to go as low as I can? Have you met me? And she's like, oh, I haven't. You're a mean, awful woman. And then she's like, Erica says, well, I just want to know who's more profitable, you or Sammy? <gasps> oh, my God. I was like, oh, shit. That was mic drop. That was rough. I mean, and she did kind of deserve it. Denise really went off on Erica at that other dinner in front of a lot of people, and she kept it very composed and off camera, like not not off camera, but off camera with Erica, without Erica. She was like really calling her a lot of mean words. So, and it's like, yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, you and your daughter are on OnlyFans and their dad is Charlie Sheen. So it's like, I don't know, again, she, like, the prude behavior. She's being prude like how Sutton is hitting up the ATM for a bunch of ones and then all of a sudden is offended they're at Magic Mike. <coughs> Sorry, I just had to clear my throat. I have a little bit of a stuffy nose from our little one. You know those germs that come home, but I'm okay. <laughs> Let me just get a sip of water before we start talking about Southern Charm. Okay, so sorry about that. But Southern Charm was good because the cliffhanger they left off on 
was Taylor getting up at the dinner about to make like a speech. And I was like, oh my God, what's she going to say? Like, it was either one of two things. She's totally going to confess that they had sex or she's going to play the victim card and be like, leave me alone, which sadly that's the route she went. She wants everyone to get over it. Girl, I want you to get over that you don't think this is a big deal. I mean, so she's just freaking out. And Madison starts defending Olivia. And then Olivia and Austin get into it a little. But then Austin and Madison get into it more. And he calls her a clown. And the board stay at home housewife again. And I'm like, you're a clown, Austin. You're a clown for doing this to Olivia. And he needs to, like, tell Taylor to hush it. I think like go against her at this point and you could look better. But Taylor's saying, I know um, that you guys know we went to our families and I went to my brother about all this because I love him just like you love your brother. Ooh, that was terrible because as we know, Olivia's brother just passed away. So why are you saying that? I mean, I think like, she almost didn't like realize she was saying that. But then on the other hand, it's like, maybe you did. Maybe you wanted to be a little hurtful because Olivia said if she would have made this comment any other time, she would think she just wasn't thinking straight. But now she like thinks it's to hurt her because everything else she's doing is hurting her and she's not getting it. And Vanita's like, oh, don't go there. Like, that's just not good. Um, but Taylor is just saying she has never had a friend treat her like this and she doesn't need to be verbally abused. Well, maybe Olivia's never had a friend treat her this way that you are hooking up with her man. I mean, it's just, I can't with the reverse victim mentality. It's crazy. And JT just keeps calling out Austin's manhood. But again, JT, you're so obsessed with Taylor. She's doing wrong too. Call her out a little bit. I think it's because he sees the group coming down on Taylor harder. But it's because she lied. Austin at least did come clean and be like, yeah, we kissed. Whereas Taylor lied right to Olivia's face one-on-one -on -one at that lunch at the beginning of the season. Which is why Olivia is so hurt. Austin storms off, says he cannot share oxygen any longer with JT. And leaves the dinner and calls him a P-U-S-S-Y. <laughs> But then we go up to Taylor's room and she's crying, FaceTiming her brother, telling him all about tonight. Dum Dum didn't know while she's on her balcony that she's next to Olivia's room, yelling for the whole world to hear, the whole resort. And she on the FaceTime is saying to her brother, I didn't even do anything wrong. You know, I don't have any regrets. <sighs> Love it though. Olivia was like storming through. Vanita was like, Oh, don't go over there. And she's like, oh, I'm going over there. Because she's like, I hear her. I can hear every word she's saying. She storms over. Because she was, before this, hysterically crying in the room with Vanita. Like, about the brother comment. So she's so upset. And then she hears Taylor talking on her balcony, saying she has no regrets. Mm -mm. Steamroll coming through. So Olivia storms over. And she's like, talk quieter next time. I can hear every word you're saying, you dumb bitch. <laughs> But you know what? Good for her for going over there and saying it. And yeah, Taylor, you got caught. You're stupid. You are a dumb bitch. Um, 
And then Craig and Madison are like left at the table gossiping drunk on wine. I love that because I feel like Craig is like a little housewife just like Madison. It's so funny. So them together talking about everything. Um, And then she's like gets the hiccups and she's like, you need to scare me because I have the hiccups. <laughs> They're just so funny. Ugh. And then um, she gets back in the room and then they all wake up the next morning and they're all packing. They all get home. Madison is unpacking in her little glam room with her husband. And she said that now that they're back, she really wants to have Craig and Paige over for dinner, which I think will be cute. And I think Paige and Madison would be good friends. Like I'm not holding my breath for Paige to move down there, but if she did, I could see her and Madison hanging out by themselves too, not just with the men, but I think the four of them would have like a good little double date together. And then we see JT FaceTiming Rod and Rod said um, that JT and Taylor were like two little peas in a pod on the trip and um, that they were sitting with, with each other the whole time and she chose to sat with him and it's like, Rod, no one else probably wanted to sit with Taylor. So I don't know. Like, Olivia's not going to sit with Taylor. Shep doesn't want to sit with Taylor. Austin's not going to sit with Taylor. And then everyone else is kind of mad at Taylor just for how she's acting. So pretty sure JT was the only option to sit with, but so weird. I feel like he's gassing him up, but I wouldn't take dating advice from Rod because he's the one that was rejected by Olivia and he still sadly will come like, to these dinners when they were in Jamaica be like, is the seat taken? Can I sit next to you? Or like on the bus and stuff. And it's like, dude, like, no, she already rejected you. But, um, Taylor FaceTimes her mom and is just saying she thought everyone would get over the hookup. And then Olivia's FaceTiming her mom, telling her what happened. Um, Taylor's mom says the right thing though. She's like, you know, you need to give Olivia grace right now because of what she's going through. And like basically saying you're the hoe in the situation. So you need to like take some crap from everyone for the moment. And Olivia's mom is obviously just so upset for Olivia because she knows how close they are and she just feels really bad for her. But then Austin's sister comes over and they're drinking from like this beautiful crystal glassware and like fancy champagne and asking how Jamaica was. And he said good. And she's like, oh, OK, it was good. And um, he said that Olivia just seems to get triggered with his presence, that they like are good behind the scenes. And then when they're in front of everyone, she kind of is like mean to him. So they went through all that on the Jamaica trip and butted heads. And then he said that when they got home, she called him and they went for a walk on the beach. And then they were texting the whole time during the Oscars. And he said he feels like he just never closed the book on her completely. But it is weird that she does that. So it's like... It seems like she almost gives him mixed signals too, which is strange, or at least mixed friendship signals, but very interesting. Um, and then Madison is calling Patricia to set her dinner table because she is preparing for Craig and Paige to come over. And she's like, I, ha um, I hired a chef and he'll leave 
right before they come so I could take all the credit. <laughs> Patricia's like, that's good. And then she's like, oh, make sure you put the things under the plates. They're called chargers. Those little like dress things that you just put under the plate, the decoration basically. And the two of them talking is like cracking me up. And then she's like, take away that glass and put this glass. And it's funny. Um, but then we go to Craig and Paige and they're at Craig's house um, he's making her lunch. I mean, she's an Italian girl. She should know that the Italian girl is supposed to wait on the man. And he's just falls all over her. I mean, it's like he's the woman in the relationship and she's the man. She would be really stupid not to make some moves or try to make it work with him because he like worships her and she's not going to get that elsewhere. I don't think, I mean, Andrea kind of worshiped her in winter house, bringing her the coffee. But then he was kind of like seeing other girls and she didn't like that. But then also when he wanted to be with Paige, she didn't want to be with him. I think Paige is like a, she like wants the chase a little. And then once she gets it, she becomes very complacent. But people get upset when you get complacent. I mean, I'm married, but I still want my husband to try and vice versa. You should never just give up. Um, but he's baking her a sandwich and the just talking about moving down there. And he says that he would be stable without her. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe he actually just said that. So he's basically saying, you know, I'm at a point in my life where if you want to move, I would love you to and I want to and I want to have a life with you. But if you never want to, I would have to move on. And good for him for saying that because I would not want poor Craigie to be like 45 still waiting for Paige to move down there and also his house is like beautiful they have a pool and everything like it's not a far plane ride like move down there and still keep a little apartment in New York or just definitely spend way more time down there um it's just interesting that she really is resistant to move when he's made a beautiful home for them but then we see Whitney and Shep meeting at a bar and being very manly, drinking bourbon. Um, the bottle is like a thousand dollars and they're both getting a glass of it. And Whitney says he's going to have them stock that bottle in his cottage. So then they show his, cause he still lives with his mom, not a shocker. Um, and this little cottage that's on her property, he's like totally renovating it. It looks like it's going to be like literally like just a lounge so he'll bring all ladies there I guess I hope when it's done next season they have like a party in it because that would be pretty cool but Shep's saying that he wants to talk to Taylor and um just about like boundaries because he was at his house with a couple girls and she brought over her dog and to like babysit the dog but then after she left, she's like, who are all those girls? And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's cool if he watches your dog because maybe you have no one else to watch it. And I'm totally like, you know, all about not doing like the boarding for dogs because that's sad. So I get it if you just want to ask him. And, and then the dog, he's like little Craig and her dog, he can play. Uh, but you can't be mad if he has girls over there or not his girlfriend. And me all the meanwhile, while you're like hooking up with his friends and sending 
pictures of Whitney, it's like, oh, she's just bothering me so much. It's like, you're going to get mad at him, but then you're doing even worse. So he said that she, he really needs to talk to her about like boundaries. And then um, Whitney is just like blown away by all this because he's just like, I don't understand what all you people are doing. He's like, all of you need to get away from each other. And then Paige and Craig are getting ready for their big dinner at Madison's house. And Craig's like, how does this look? And Paige is like, you look like a stressed out accountant. <laughs> and then Madison is just a little Southern belle, has her hair rollers in her hair, uh, pulling out some Camus wine Cabernet. I don't know if any of you have ever had that, but it is delicious. It's at our liquor store, it's like about $100 for a bottle. You can get it at Costco for $75. That's still a lot. But I will say I get one bottle every year for us on our anniversary and it's delicious. Or like Valentine's Day or something. It's it's a splurge-worthy one. And, and when you buy it and you like it so much, you're going to be upset. You're going to be like, damn, that was good. Um, but yeah, she's pulling out pulling out the good wine for the dinner. I love it. And then on Craig and Paige's drive there, she's like, oh my God, this really is just like little cutesy family, like houses, like everyone's on their front porch drinking tea. And Craig's like, yeah, this is such a cute neighborhood to like raise a family, which I feel like that's more why Craig also wants Paige to move down there. It's putting aside that he has a store and he works at or has a law firm down there. I still don't know which one I have to look. Um, he has more roots down there and she could easily pick up, but also it's just, they're obviously not going to move and raise a family in New York city. And then, like I said, if they would move to the suburbs of New York, well, that would be Paige moving too. So, cause she doesn't even live in the suburbs of New York. So I just feel like she needs to kind of start thinking more about going down there and putting that into reality. I think it looks so cute. I would move down there if I was her. And when they are parking, they're like, oh my gosh, we're like adults going to our first little dinner party. And then Craig gets out of the car and he has like a can of something in his hand. And she's like, act like you've been someplace. Like, don't bring that can in the house. Like we're grownups. And, um, He's bringing in a bottle of wine and she's bringing in flowers. And I was like, I wonder if they'll drink that wine. And then Craig even said, um, I don't know what the etiquette is if we open this bottle or if we just give it to you and you use it another time. But I was looking at him like, mm, Craig's bottle looks cheaper than that nice bottle she pulled out. So thank God they drank hers because that was probably a treat. That was because that's a good wine. Um. Then Paige was asking about Madison's husband moving down there because he still has to go like three days during the week up. I don't know where he goes, but he goes somewhere for work, probably New York, to be honest. Um, but he is like away three days out of the week. But Madison said like when I never thought I would do something like that and he didn't. But when you meet the right person, you just are ready to like move and do whatever because Paige said she's not ready to move to the cul-de-sac life and have a baby and Madison said I wasn't ready for that either but then I met Brett and I said which cul-de-sac and I agree I mean I met my husband when I was 24 and we got married and had a 
kids early. Um, and we moved in our cul-de-sac at, I was 28. So <laughs> Paige is beyond ready for the cul-de-sac. I mean, it's just, she's still like in single girl era, I feel like, even though she's 30 and she is growing up. She's still in like, I'm 21 and I live in New York. Or like, I'm like early days sex in the city. I just go out with my friends. But it's like, you can't do that if you have a boyfriend. Like you could still have friends and go out. But it's time to settle down and make a decision. So I just thought it was interesting them talking about it. And it's probably good that Madison and her husband, Brett, got to talk to Paige about it. Because they are doing like exactly what Craig and Paige are doing. They did the long distance for a while and then he moved down there. And then Craig got up to go to the bathroom and uh, Madison was like, do you want to try on my ring? And Paige is like, oh yeah, I love to try on all my friend's rings. And then she's like, quick, give it back to me before Craig gets a boner. <laughs> Which is so funny because it is true. He is like, I'm ready for in 2024. I'm going to see if he proposes to Paige because I will be very curious about that. I hope she doesn't string him along too much longer. But um, Southern Charm is going to come to an end. Um, so not this week. It's next week. And JT in the preview gets he's like headbutting Austin. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's I guess it's like. He's doing it for his woman, Taylor, even though that's not his woman. But in his brain, he thinks it is. But it's going to be a good episode. We already got the reunion seating chart and we got the reunion looks um, the other day. I posted it on my Instagram. So Olivia and Taylor are wearing red. So that's weird that they both have the same. I think Olivia looks a little better. She wore it better. Taylor has like a flower on hers, like on the chest. It was a little, I probably would take that flower away and then it would look better. But the reunion is going to be explosive. I'm ready for that one because I'm ready to hear Andy's opinions too on the whole Taylor, Austin, Olivia triangle debacle. Because I feel like he's definitely going to agree with Olivia and tell Taylor, you know, you need to put up with people's being mad at you a little bit. But, um, I wonder how much Rod will pipe up at the reunion. I wonder if we'll even see Rod next season because he really kind of brings nothing to the show. Um, And now that him and Olivia definitely are not together, it won't be like he has to be on it for her. So it'll be interesting. But thank you guys for listening to my recap. Um, I will be putting out another episode the end of this week. I will do my gossip and a wrap-up of the new year. Maybe we'll recap moments of Bravo 2023. Again, you can always find me on my Instagram, Bravo T with a stay-at-home mom, and Apple and Spotify. See you next time. Bye.